You're listening to The Light Weekly, the weekly podcast ministry of The Light KC. If you would like more information about our journey to reimagine church, visit us online at thelightkc.org. Folks are traveling down to Dixie's Golden Shore From Atlantic to Pacific Gee, the traffic is terrific Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays Cause no matter how far away you roam If you want to be happy in many ways Now that is an oldie but a goodie, right? And as we explore today the Christmas story through the lens of this popular Christmas song, first of all, I'd like to say, I think we should bring back the beehive hairstyles. What do you think? Anyone? No? Okay. But anyway, as... The ozone layer suffered enough... Probably, yes. Yes, I'm, I'm positive the ozone layer has been affected by all of our many high hairdos, but that really has nothing to do with what we're talking about. This... This series, Christmas Playlist, is really looking at popular songs. And what I hope that it does is that the next time you hear it, you think of it a little bit differently. And I thought Jordan did such a great uh, job last year with the It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, understanding that it's really not the most wonderful time of the year for everyone. But we can be grounded in that hope of Jesus. And so today, as we think about this idea of home, my prayer is that you can see and claim that Jesus is the path home, that Jesus is the way we all come home. There is no place like home for the holidays. And after being gone for over a week on Friday, when I did make it back to my house, I was like, oh, there is no place like home. There's no place like your own bed. There's no place like your own Christmas trees. Although I've seen some really great Christmas trees over the last week and a half, there's nothing quite like home. We're reminded when we think of home, and especially at the holidays, the sights, the smells, the taste of home, and we begin to long for. I know my cousins and I have this conversation and my sisters about, you know, the memories that we have from all of us cousins being at grandparents' house for Christmas and the different food that different aunts and uncles would bring. And now that we're such a large family and we don't do that anymore, if only, you know, Aunt Carol could make brown rice and Aunt Sandy could make the seven-layered salad and we could just all have that, right? But that's not what happens. But we have these memories that connect us to home. 
But the reality is so many people in today's world don't necessarily have a happy home life or maybe even a physical home at all. Their memories of Christmas are less than ideal. There's not yummy food that swims through their mind. Maybe people find themselves in places where they've been abused and a place is a home of fear, of, of fear, and we don't want to go back to that instead of a sanctuary. Or even in the healthiest homes, even those of us who claim that maybe we have a semi-healthy home, there's still imperfections, there's still sin, there's still loss, there's still uh, trauma, and there's still drama, right? But what is it about home, and what is it that can be found at Christmas that anchors us, other than just the birth of Jesus, that story, It's got to be something more. Coming home for us as a Christ follower is always going to draw us nearer to Jesus. And drawing us nearer to Jesus brings us the peace that we need today. We've seen this played out in so many ways over the holiday season. People grow to great lengths, will they not? To fill a hole or a void find their security, find their home. If we were to use the word home and security interchangeably here, because I think there is a security piece to home, right? When you know that you have a place to go and you're safe and you can just be. And we will, as people all around the world, find all sorts of things to try to find something to fill the void of home. It's easy to look for home or the security we long for in temporary fixes instead of a permanent fix. I love what um, her TED Talk, her name is Jenny Kim, when she explores what home means. There is an external idea of home, a place, a building, a room, a place where you spend your time. But there's also an internal sense of home, a feeling and experience that is beyond physicality. But instead, it's a place of belonging. And these two are very intricately bound together. The last words of her TED Talk are this, home isn't just what surrounds us, it's what's within us. I always find it amazing when I'm in New York City at Christmas time, we usually go see the Rockettes Christmas. How many of you have ever been to the Rockettes Christmas? I'm sure there's at least, well, those two are with me last week. Um, If you've never been, I highly recommend going to the Rockettes Christmas because it is fascinating. And now that I've been several times, I'm not shocked by what they do, right? And some of you are going shocked like, oh, it's New York City. No, no, it's shocked like, oh, wow, this is great. They tell, you know, the lights and the glamour and there's Santa Claus and and there's a story of giving and making your wishes. But then right in the middle of the story of New York City and Santa and all of your dreams coming true, a mother is sitting down by her child at bed on Christmas Eve and she begins to tell the real meaning of Christmas. And before your very eyes in the heart of New York City is the best live nativity you have ever seen in your life with camels and and goats and, and all sorts of things, but more importantly, Jesus, right? In the middle of all of the things we try to fill our life with is Jesus. And when I think about her statement, home isn't just what surrounds us, it's what is within us. I think it's a powerful statement 
when everything external is screaming at us, right? In chaos or is out of whack. Our whole world seems to be out of whack. I am walking through DC at like nine o'clock one night and there's a protest going on in front of a coffee shop because the, I don't know, the Washington Post did something stupid. Well, don't they do something stupid every day? I mean, I don't know, right? Because there's chaos all around us all the time. And how do we find this security in this home at the holidays when there's no place like home? Can we tap into the home that resides in our heart, which is Jesus, to find that peace that's going to drive us, that's going to ground us, that's going to be that thing that we can rest on and find security in, that can be and is our anchor for our hearts during this season when everything feels chaotic. I love what Mary says in Luke 1. If you have your Bibles today, we're going to be in the book of Luke chapter 1. And this is starting in verse 39. And it is when Mary goes to visit Elizabeth and something powerful happens. And we find this this prayer of worship for Mary. But it starts off like this. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where... um, Zachariah lived. He entered the house and greeted, she entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of, of the Lord, of my Lord, would visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You were blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down prince from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful For he made his promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. As I read through this, I I think it's so clear that Mary had grounded and anchored her heart on home. Not her physical surroundings, but the home of peace of who God is. You can't, I can't imagine what she was going through, right? She's been told she's pregnant. It's a virgin birth. The Holy Spirit is responsible. I'm sure this story doesn't go over so well, right? Her circumstances were chaotic. And we all know that song, Mary, Did You Know? Yes, I think she did know. But I saw recently and I got to thinking about, but did her parents know? As they were parenting her, as they were loving her, did they know? Did they comprehend what was happening? And even though there was chaos all around Mary, she was grounded in the hope and the peace of home, of who God is. 
Jesus' birth, his life, his death and resurrection were the fulfillment of the prophecies spoken over Mary by Gabriel. Can you imagine? And when I think about this prayer, her response, her song of praise, it wasn't question, it wasn't doubt, it wasn't, oh my goodness, will people ever understand? It was, I know, my soul praises the Lord. Is that how you feel at Christmas? And again, I understand that not everybody loves Christmas and puts up a 12-foot tree, a 9-foot tree, a 7-foot tree, and a 6-foot tree, right? I get it. Only crazy people do that. I understand. But do we really understand that Christmas and being home is about Jesus? That he made a way for us to experience an eternal kingdom internally through the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Every day, a reliance on the Spirit to lead and guide and direct, to encourage, to be our home, to be our security, that God awaits us. This year will be different. I have been saying it for years, but this year, it actually is going to be. This will be the first Christmas that not all of my children will be home. And while I have said it for years, knowing that the day will come, it does not make it any easier. I would just like to say that. Merry Christmas will be via FaceTime instead of face-to-face. And when I think about that, I get a little weepy, right? And, and I, get, I get a little sentimental about all the days gone by when they were little and they liked to be at home and they got new drum sets, which what were we thinking? And they got, they got all sorts of things, but it was that they, we were home. We were home. And so despite that this Christmas is going to be different, this scripture gives us insight into what home with God really is because Jesus is the path home. And in verse 48, I love what she says. It says, for he took notice of his lowly servant girl. God takes notice of you. Maybe you're walking through this Christmas season and you are going through some hurts, confusion, whatever it is. But I just want you to know this morning that God takes notice of you. He sees you. He sees your circumstances. He knows exactly what chaos is going on in you and around you. And yet he sees you. He notices. I love that. Because I think far too often we think that God is up here doing his own thing and that he doesn't see us. But over and over and over we see how God sees us. In verse 49, it goes on to say, for the mighty one is holy holy. God is holy. He's been set apart and he sets us apart. He's holy and in his holiness, he loves us. He sees us. He continues to do mighty things for you and through you. In verse 53, it says he has filled the hungry with good things. I love this. He fills us. I mean, we love to be filled, don't we? I always find it amazing at Christmas how I can go from like, oh, I'm starving. And like three minutes later, I've stuffed myself and think I can never eat again. And then we turn around and eat again, right? Right. God continually fills us 
We do not have to be in a place of starvation with him. He is at our fingertips. We just, as a prayer away, he wants to fill you. He wants to fill you with good things, not just your stomachs. He wants to fill you with good things. And in verse 54, it says, he has helped his servant and he has been merciful. He helps and provides for us. Some of us need to know the provision of the Lord. Some of us need to know that he will help us. Some of us need that reassurance. And if you are in a place where you are needing that, may I just encourage you to seek him diligently. Bring others into that with you and allow him to work in ways that will blow your mind. But in verse 55, it says, for he made his promise and he keeps it. He keeps his promises. He made a covenant all those years ago with Abraham and he continues to keep his promises day in and day out. I am so thankful, and you've heard me say it before, one of my favorite scriptures is found in Timothy, and it says, when I am faithless, he is faithful because he cannot deny himself. His faithfulness, his his keeping his promise is just who he is. Mary and Joseph weren't home for Christmas, and I'm guessing they were longing for home. They were in a different place, Much like we're going to experience Christmas differently this year without one of the children at home, we might long for something different, but Jesus is still in that. Jesus is still in the places that are different than what we thought they would be. Jesus is still in the things that maybe go exactly as planned. Jesus is going to be part of our celebration if we allow him. There's no place like home because Jesus is the path home. And I've thought about homecomings. As excited as all of those were, it does not compare to how excited Jesus is when you come home. And that's what Christmas really is. It's the excitement that his children will come home and find that he is the security that they need, that he is everything. He will keep his promises to you and life will probably not go as planned. Like this Christmas will be different than any Christmas that we've had since we got got married. I know that it continues to be good and that Jesus is who we are grounded in. You see, Jesus is the way home, the welcome of heaven when we come home will far exceed anything we can ever wrap our minds around. And some of you know what it's like to send a loved one away as, I, as, as someone who grew up in a military home, right? While I wasn't alive when my dad came back from Vietnam, I know that that was a huge homecoming, right? What kind of homecoming do you need this Christmas? For some of you, maybe it is that you need a relationship with Jesus, that you need to make that decision, that you are going to ground your life in him. For others, it may mean that you need to be reminded that he is your hope and he is your security. He is your peace. And you need to allow him back in that driver's seat 
as circumstances and chaos runs around. Whatever it is you need this Christmas, what I know is he's ready and able to provide it. Jesus is the path home. And home is not just an external building, but it's what lives in us. As we do our light bulb moment today, I don't know what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. My prayer has been that he would speak powerfully to each one of us in the building, online, as we go throughout the week so that we can be grounded in him. So take these next couple of minutes and just respond to what the Spirit is saying to you. Would you stand with me this morning? That song that we sang right before, Emmanuel, God with us, I think just brings this home that he is the one who dwells in us. That he continues to be that place that we can always go to. Where is your home this Christmas? As we go to prayer, we'll open up the front and we want to remember Irma and her family as Pearl passed away on Friday and then Kathy Dean's mom passed away this morning um, in the early hours. So we just want to pray that God's will will be accomplished in our life. He will be our comfort. He will be our stay. And so as we do every week, we invite you to come and let's pray as we seek Jesus to be our home this Christmas. Father God, as we bow before you today, we're so grateful that you are the path home. That when we have a relationship with you, all of heaven rejoices at our homecoming. And Lord, we would remember that you are a God who loves us continually and always. You did not send your son to be born in a manger and die on a cross because you were angry with us. You sent your son because you loved us. May we embrace that today. Lord, we just pray over Irma and her sisters and, and their family as they are mourning the loss of Pearl. And God, I just pray that you would be their peace in the days ahead, that they would be anchored in you Lord, we pray for the Dean family. Lord, we ask that you would comfort them in this time as there's so much to do in this season already and then when you're closing out someone's life. We continue to pray for, pray for Von Seal. Lord, we just thank you that you are a God of comfort 
and that you know exactly what we need, when we need it, and how we need it. And so God, as we just kneel before you today on this two weeks before Christmas, may our hearts be focused and grounded on home. Lord, I pray that you would give wisdom and discernment in the days ahead, that you would guide and direct and continue to do great and mighty things in this place through these people for your kingdom's sake. May your glory shine. May we leave this place and be a light to wherever we go, showing them Jesus. May the Holy Spirit be so real and at work in us that it just oozes out in everything that we do. We thank you for the hands and the volunteers and the people who continue to give so that we can do what you've called us to do. It's in your holy name we pray. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to connect with us, please visit our website at thelightkc.org. More information is available in the show notes.